This is my first podcast on Substack. You can relax and enjoy just listening to this piece, or you can listen to it alongside reading it. A beautiful, brutal world. Currently, I'm looking out of the window, beholding lovely violet flowers, white petals, and verdant curry leaves decorating the backyard of this small, basic, but peaceful Sri Lankan temple. I've been a guest monk here for the past several months, and this is a description of the gorgeous view I've been enjoying every day during my mild case of COVID-19 quarantine while eating lunch, my main and final meal of the day. Yet juxtaposed with this visual delight is a poignant recognition that droves of people are currently suffering through intensely stressful circumstances. Lots of people in Sri Lanka are walking for miles from the outskirts of cities to get fuel to use for cooking via propane tanks because the government is cutting power for up to 10 hours a day and folk need to cook and eat. Alongside this bleak reality, this once popular tourist attraction island whose GDP is too dependent on tourism and not fortified by enough domestic produce and natural resources is close to a debt default. The Sri Lankan government is pleading for a generous bailout from China and the IMF, two dangerous and untrustworthy sources of loans. Yet these sources of income come at a significant cost. It would create way more problems for the country to resolve, plus big barriers towards their autonomy. And in any case, the corrupt government seems to have already reached its last days of power. Check out the live coverage of civil unrest and demands by the Sinhala people for their strongman leader Gotabaya Rajapaksa to step down. And sadly, what is their alternative government option? A militaristic opposition rule? Parallel crises include the savage, unresolved war between Ethiopia and Tigray, mostly ignored by mainstream American media, which was an attempted genocide of the Tigray ethnic group by Amhara soldiers and their affiliates, sanctioned by the Ethiopian government. Meanwhile, thousands of people, including innocent children, are being executed in Ukraine by Russian soldiers, some of whom according to credible journalists, are violating the bodies of women, either for pleasure or as an old war tactic to discourage them from having sex and hence not bearing children, thus potentially decreasing the total number of Ukrainians. Needless to say, there is no shortage of atrocities to keep tabs on. This world is indeed very bizarre. Nonetheless, if you fixate on the pleasant aspects of life and the beneficial actions of humans, you will find plenty of things to be happy about. If you focus on negativity, today's numerous sources of sensationalism and infotainment will ensure that your mind remains mired in sorrow and despair or rage and vexation. For as long as human beings have been on this planet, there's been peace and prosperity juxtaposed with wars and scarcity. These days, more and more people are utilizing solar panels and hybrid or fully electric vehicles. There are peaceful nations in the world, such as Denmark, certain countries in Africa, Asia, and in South America. 
focused on offsetting the ill effects of climate change by preserving their forests or planting lots of trees and phasing out fossil fuel-based vehicles. This should be acknowledged alongside all the depressing and unsettling news feed highlights we encounter on social media apps and digital or traditional newspapers. To deny suffering is to be blind to fundamental aspects of reality for us sentient conscious beings. But a failure to see the beauty interwoven into life's myriad intricacies is a waste of healthy eyes and a waste of a precious mind. If we peer back in time to the dawn of this fathomless cosmos, we see forces and minute particles that faithfully entail entropy. There is an inherent tendency for all conditioned phenomena to unravel into disorder and, from our human-centric point of view, chaos, but not total chaos. There is a seemingly delicate balance underlying all phenomena, traceable down to the most subtle particles according to the standard model of physics. If too many antimatter particles exist, we don't exist, nor this physical aspect of reality. Thanks to a cosmic game of give and take, create and destroy, here we are, with such forces underlying the world we inhabit. Should we expect perfection? Clearly, perfect harmony didn't create this world, entropy did. And entropy is just a more sophisticated way of proving that things change, beings change, and conditions change ad nauseum. This is an insight of utmost importance to bear in mind. Knowing this, we won't expect conditions to ever be ideal, but we can certainly create better conditions, environmentally and sociologically, thus economically and politically. The key to achieving this depends on how good we can become at adapting to rapidly changing conditions. And on this note, two axioms of Epictetus arose in my mind. Quote, know what you can and can't control, quote, and quote, harmonize your actions with the way life is, close quote. There are situations and experiences we can't control at all. Some that we can partially control and some we can learn to control over 90% of the time. In the first case, we had no control regarding our place of birth, genetic disposition, the family we have, nor the neighborhood in which we were reared. In the second case, we can surely, via habituating the mind to be inclined towards more skillful behavior, partially determine the outcome of a given situation. In the last case, we can combine our most noble aspirations with the power of science and tech to alter the planet in ways that create more ideal conditions for all of Mother Earth's sentient creatures. For example, we can terraform this planet and make it more temperate, in theory, by way of an ethical manipulation of genes, enabled via technology like CRISPR-Cas9. Some of our brightest minds can create more robust human bodies as well as optimal animal behavior. Currently, there is an experiment being conducted with mosquitoes that will, in theory, cancel out the males that bite, leaving only females that don't bite, hence eradicating malaria and other illnesses transmitted through irksome mosquito bites. Imagine a world in which people are less prone to injury due to weak bones or future people with a super robust immune system 
which actively and successfully eradicates all cancerous and senescent cells, or scenarios free from pesky flies and relentless mosquitoes that bite. This is a world we can certainly help co-create, and this will be an example of skillful behavior. But what is skillful behavior? Skillful behavior, in my humble opinion, is conduct that is less self-centered and more altruistic, being kind, compassionate, empathetic, intellectual, rational, and more importantly, being willing to have our cherished assumptions debunked through critical, substantive conversations, particularly with people who express divergent views, surely cultivates better and brighter minds. This would ensure that even correct views rooted in facts, well established as true by most humans, do not become a means of conceptual incarceration. In secular and democratic societies like America, we enjoy freedom of speech. This is currently being threatened by a recent trend called, quote, cancel culture, quote, quasi-transparent democratic elections, a, quote, free, quote, marketplace, and the freedom to date whoever you want or to have sex with whomever you want, a right exclusive to men in highly patriarchal societies like Pakistan and Afghanistan. The latter freedom is still considered unacceptable by many people, especially regarding folk who self-identify as LGBTQ and frowned upon by many people whose beliefs have been conditioned by traditional or ultra-religious views, i.e. archaic Judaic, Christian, or Islamic values. Religious views are enabled and solidified via an adherence to dictates laid down in ancient religious texts, many of which stem from questionable oral traditions and implausible sources. As people across the globe become less religious, and this is definitely the trend among younger millennials and Generation Z individuals, religious views wane concomitantly. Ditto regarding beliefs about the nature of our minds, bodies, and definitions of a meaningful and acceptable lifestyle. But truth be told, many of my fellow Americans espouse irrational beliefs shared by folk in ultra-religious societies. Thank goodness secularism and humanism is embedded in the Constitution of the United States. The level of tolerance for true freedom of speech and unbiased critical free press is sadly rapidly weakening. We take too much for granted. More journalists have been killed in Mexico than elsewhere in the world, more than 100 journalists, according to a recent must-view economist report on press freedom. Even in America, candid and fearless journalists have been ostracized, anathematized, or, quote, canceled, quote, merely for stating opinions contrary to the agenda of far-right conservatives and far-left liberals. Of the aforementioned problems, all of the aforementioned problems must be reexamined, both in private life contemplation and in intelligent public discourse. For example, myriad women may soon lose their natural right to access an abortion at any stage of pregnancy due to widespread yet waning in popularity, beliefs unambiguously rooted in a dogmatic Christian worldview regarding life. What happened? What happened to the exemplary separation of church and state heralded by the founding fathers 
of the U.S. Constitution. That is to say, primacy of reason and rationality over religiosity. Subjecting religious beliefs to public intellectual conversations and more town hall debates would at least help society, quote, hammer out, quote, issues such as the current Roe versus Wade dilemma. This is a subject that will faithfully create more gridlock political scenarios. And you think that by now we would be well beyond debating about what a woman can and should do with her body. Forcing a woman, forcing a woman to be a mother even when the child is to be. Forcing a woman to be a mother even when the child to be is born of incest or rape via a stranger sounds to me like another contributing factor in the making of a more brutal world. We need societies predicated on a profound understanding of myriad aspects of life, and that requires a mind that is scientific, inquisitive, critical, skeptical, integrative, as well as kind, inclusive, and willing to see beyond its biases and prejudices. This is what I call optimal intelligence. Not enough intelligent, nuanced, critical conversations between people and world leaders stymie the progress humanity direly needs. And even when such conversations occur, we face the problem of institutionalized dogmatic presuppositions, the oversimplification of complex matters, the power of special interest groups empowered through oligarchies and autocrats, and also sly tactics enabled and employed in America by Congress members acknowledging corporations as people. These issues must be swiftly resolved because they create more tension and animosity more tension and animosity between quote we the people close quote and those in power. I don't know of any sane human being who wants to live in a world ravaged by climate change and more wars, but that is exactly what is already happening. The former is blatant and the latter is widespread. What the majority of people in the world want demands that people in power within the various systems of governance across the globe consider the plight of those beneath the veil of opulence. Moreover, heads of ultra-wealthy companies must also be mindful of how their decisions affect the quality of the planet. For example, accelerated climate change stems from both short-sighted government policies and corporate greed, especially regarding CEOs of the world's most profitable fossil fuel-based industries. Studies show that the negative impact of climate change disproportionately affects the poorest humans on this precious planet. To recapitulate, this world is predicated upon inconstancy down to the level of the most fundamental aspects underlying our existence, hence the law of entropy. No aspect of life nor any collective human experience refutes the idiom quote, nothing lasts forever, close quote. Thus, we would be foolish to expect perfect harmony regarding any system we set in motion. A totally happy and peaceful society is a pipe dream, yet an absolutely cruel world is, thankfully, equally unreal. By deepening our collective understanding of the nature of the world, and by fully utilizing the limited yet robust branches of science, technology, and our ability to make progressively wiser choices, we can highlight and augment the beautiful aspects of existence. Whenever we feel overwhelmed by the woes of the world, 
and by not turning a blind eye towards injustice, treachery, tyranny, bigotry, or irrationality, we can remain rooted in reality versus fantasy. This is the way to move forward safely and skillfully while doing the least harm towards our fellow human beings in this beautiful yet brutal world. This is Desmond Wood, a.k.a. Monk Nalika, signing off. Reflect upon this piece and be well.